0: Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I am your host, Dino Watt. Excited to have you here again, listening in from your car or your treadmill or wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening in and sharing it with your friends and colleagues. That's one of the things we ask you to do because we want to share the best practices with as many offices as we possibly can. And Today, you're going to want to tune in because we're talking to Manal Sampat, who is amazing at marketing, is going to show you probably all the things you're doing wrong in your marketing. Well, maybe not all. We are only a half an hour show, but a lot of the things that you're doing incorrectly and can change very quickly inside of your practice. Uh, Before we do that, remember to always share this podcast with others. Subscribe so you don't miss out on a single one, and don't forget also we are adding all of the video cast, the video that we're shooting right now, which you definitely want to see because Manal and I look like we're on the same beach together, um, up on YouTube. So go to Dino Watt YouTube channel and you can get more information there. Thanks for being on the show, Manal.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Manal and I have known each other for about two and a half years now. We met in a dental speakers group through Vanessa Emerson and uh she's just a wealth of knowledge like this girl has got her marketing skills down and here's the deal i am very critical about marketers because especially in the ortho industry and i know you deal primarily in the dental world i think there's there's a lot of cross uh contamination which is a terrible word to use right now but probably (laughs) the, the right one when it comes to ortho and dental marketing but in the ortho world I was always confused when I first got in this industry in 2012 because I would have people say, yeah, we're doing all this marketing and we have a marketing director and they would talk marketing and everything they said though was networking. They weren't marketing stuff. They were, oh yeah, we go and we talk to this doctor that we want trying to, we take gifts to this referring dentist and we take this referring and we do a lunch and learn with this referring dentist. And I'm like, that's not really marketing, that's networking. You guys need to understand the difference. So my point is, is that in this industry, I'm pretty particular about people who I agree are good marketers and uh, Manal's got her stuff down. So Manal, I'm excited for you to share your wisdom with us.
1: Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. You know, this is funny. You mentioned uh, orthodontics because I started um, when I finished, well, I, I went to Rutgers University Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was born in India. I grew up in the Virgin Islands. That's why you and I are virtually hanging out on the same beach right now. Love it, man. I was supposed to be in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands right now. So this is my way of making sure I get some beach time virtually. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when I was at Rutgers, I was pre-dental. And a part of being a pre-dental student is you need to get shadowing work done at a dental practice. So I went ahead and this was 2006 because I graduated in 2008. So in 2006 mm-hmm. – I remember like putting my resume together and faxing. Remember the days of like faxing resume to all those places, right? Um, And I faxed it. And then here it is, a pediatric and an orthodontic dental practice of over 25,000 patients was the one who called me up and said, hey, come on in and shadow us. Wow. so I did. I went and shadowed them in 2006. And while I was leaving, they're like, we want to hire you We want you to come, you know, work for us. Now I already had two jobs at college. I did not have a car. Um, you know, I, I've been financially independent for a very, very long time. So I was like, well, I would love to, except I'm taking the bus to get to you guys. You're like 40 minutes away from my dorm. I don't know if I can make it to work while I'm 18 credits and two jobs. So I'm like, no worries, but I will remember you. And then I graduated in 2008 the wonderful 2008
0: and everything crashed
1: and everything crashed and what a lucky year to graduate. Right. Right. I mean, this is like a recall. I'm, I'm almost deja vuing right now, but um, <laughs> 2008 I graduated and I called everybody and I was sending resumes and everybody's like, well, we are not hiring. We're not hiring. We're in a financial crisis right now. What are you talking about? We're not hiring. And then I called this dental practice in New Jersey I said, Hey, remember me? I shadowed you guys. Uh, I am available now. I graduated college. I'm ready for work. What can I do? Because I still wasn't sure if I was going to go to dental school or business because I majored in communication and marketing and also minored in biology at pre-dental. So I get a call back and the office manager is like, well, we are not hiring right now. They already have over 60 people working at this one location. We are not hiring right now, but why don't you come on in? So she gave me the lunchtime. So I figured I'm going to go and have lunch with the doctors. Great. Networking is great. I'm going to show up. So I did my usual thing and took the bus and went to, um, you know, went to the dental practice. The next thing I know, I am being questioned. I am actually in an interview. Oh. And then the owner comes in and says, we have no idea what you're going to do, but we like you. So we are just going to hire you. Nice. And uh, they're like, we're going to train you and everything. So I was on the welcome desk. I was doing insurance. I was doing scheduling. I was Mm -hmm. doing, you know, I was in the lab watching instruments. I was their floater. Wherever you needed me to be, I was there. But you see, what's interesting is Facebook was launched in 2004. That was my first year of college. I remember Facebook when it was a face and it was was. only for college kids. Right. Like I remember figuring out where we're going to have lunch and where are we going to study together? It (laughs) wasn't this global phenomena that was. And this is a pediatric orthodontic dental practice. So I said, well, why don't we start doing this other marketing that I'm talking about? And they're like, go for it. So I did. And for pedo-ortho, and well, let's just say that their num- new patient numbers doubled. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, business increased tremendously. And to a point where that was 2008, I'm still part of that team right now. But I, their marketing strategists. And now they have two full-time people who their marketing directors are. Wow. Their practice. So, and this was in 2008. So they didn't even slow down in 2008. They were actually doubling. They were actually making more money and they were amazing actually more patients. So it's funny that you mentioned orthodontics because I totally understand what you're saying. It's very different. Right. Um, when it comes to orthodontic marketing, pediatric marketing, GP marketing, everything is very different. And there is some cross-contamination, but realistically, yeah, the way you approach it as a strategy is very different.
0: I bet. I bet. For sure. Well, what's great about that is you. I usually start off the show saying, tell us your story. How did you get into this place? And you already did it. So that's really cool. And I love that you do have that crossover now on this show. One of the things we try to focus on is – just practices, right? Best practices, doesn't matter. We've had chiropractors on, we have veterinarians. uh, It doesn't matter. But because I think the practice, the way that you run a practice, the modality might be different, but business ownership, entrepreneurship, those things just have certain skill levels that you gotta have. And one of them is marketing. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show was for those of you that can see through the screen and see us on our beach is your, oh, it's green, so it's not showing up. That is so funny. I'm, I'm holding up Manal's book right now but the cover is green and because here. I'm using a green screen
1: i'll choose i'll I'll go back to my living room background
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna head out uh, up here <laughs> so i can actually see it that's funny i don't know if you saw the thing that just happened with the queen of England
1: oh I know I did
0: <laughs> like that so here there you go if those of you watching there it is it's why your marketing is killing your business and that's and this book it's Uh, it's a nice guidebook to walk you through exactly what's going on with your business. That's wrong. And better than that, she doesn't just point out the things that are bad. She tells you how to fix it. And that's what's super key. So where, where did your love for marketing come?
1: Um, From my parents, you know, I, I came to the United States when I was 12 years old with my family. And have you ever been to St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands?
0: I haven't. I've uh, been just in the Bahama area, but not okay. there. That's a yeah. sad, it's actually a very hurtful, sad story that I don't know if you want to get into, but my way. Oh, wife.
1: no. I mean, it's up to you if you want to share with the audience. You're more than welcome to.
0: My I was on a vacation with my family. We were in Florida doing the Disney and all that thing, and we were supposed to get on a cruise ship to go down to do all those islands. And I was asked to come and be with, I don't know if you know who T. Harbecker is, the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mine. I was asked to go and help, help their training, pro, be in their training program and help out there. And so I had to leave my family and go do that while they all went to St. Thomas and all the Virgin Islands. And to this day, they will come up with stories. We'll get together as family or whatever, and my kids and, hey, remember that time where they'll see something that's beautiful, like the beach we were just on? And be like, oh, that looks like that beach. Do you remember that? And then I'll go. No, remember, I wasn't there. And they they always forget. <laughs> they always forget that I was not there. So, whatever. Thanks for bringing up that memory again. I am so I'm sorry. Sure, I'm sure well, my now, kids. You that know
1: what? <laughs> now you have to go there.
0: No, I absolutely have <laughs> now, to go. You have
1: to absolutely go there. So everybody who knows me goes to St. Thomas and hangs out with my family. Like no. Oh, done. They all they all hang with my family. They they end up loving my family way more than they love me. Ask anybody <laughs> in every industry who's been to St. Thomas. They just love the. That's great. It's, it's hilarious, but. Well, so so how did I get into marketing? Um, You know, I was 12 when my parents moved to the Virgin Islands. And if any of the listeners or the viewers, if you've been to the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas, you will realize that there is one street called Main Street. You know, many, Mm -hmm. many towns have a street called Main Street. But the thing about this Main Street is that every single store, hundreds of stores are all jewelry business. Every single one of them. Wow. My parents, you guessed it, Own a jewelry business. Oh, really? Right? Now, imagine this. So you go into this street, and you are sharing all your walls with your competition. You have a competition to the left, to the right, in front of you, and behind you. And they're all making money, selling the same merchandise, selling the same kind of category, jewelry. So how is it that all of those stores, hundreds of them on a small island, make money? Yeah. Right? That's what I grew up in. So I grew up in understanding that there is really, you know, the reason I named this book, why your marketing is killing your business is because when we think about marketing, we get into details like website and logo and colors. All of those are great, Mm -hmm. but all of those are a checklist. Yep. You have to have a website. You have to have a logo. You have to have your colors. Yes, I get it. You need to have that, but that's not marketing. That's your to-do list. Yep. That's not, you know, think about it where we all shop, right? If Amazon was called something else, we will still shop there. If right. Starbucks logo was not green and another color, we will still get Starbucks. Yep. We are not going to stop shopping uh, and, you know, where we spend our money because their logo's different or their color's different. That's a to do list. When it comes down to it, your brand is what I work on. And, you know, I know you talk a lot about this. Your brand and who you are. My marketing is literally what Dino talks about me when I'm not in the room. Mm. My brand is what my clients, other people are saying about me when I'm not in the room. So doesn't it make sense in a strategy point of view to focus on that compared to all the extra noise and the spend expense that we have? I mean, people are spending five, six figures on a website. And I understand that. Uh, I empathize with that. But is it really necessary?
0: Well, right. and I, I totally agree. And I think that the challenge becomes is all that stuff is they're easy distractions to point out the work you've put into it. And I, I get there's a lot of like, but no, we've been working on this. And no, we've been working. Yeah, but like, what's at what cost, first of all, and at what cost? Like, You are not doing the thing you should be doing for the marketing, getting on a phone call or putting, going out there and and actually shaking hands with people letting them know what you're doing, who you are, what makes you different. That's hard. It's a lot easier to say, well, we spent a whole three hours working on the different color palette that we want to make sure we have, because that's really important. Granted, There are a lot of people out there, especially in this industry, who need to update their logos and need to update their brands.
1: I understand that. But again, it's kind of a to-do list.
0: It is. It absolutely is. The way
1: I look at it, and here's one of my tips for all the viewers and listeners right now. Yeah. If you're looking at your marketing list, things you have to get done, remember the things that bring you ROI and the things that are just there. Okay? The things that are just there, you put a deadline on those. You spend one hour, you go into the logos, you get your help, and you say, done. Done, move on. Because really what you should be doing, especially during this crisis right now, is you should be able to connect with people, right? And you should be able to make sure that anytime your name comes up or your practice comes up, they all they have saying are good things because that's your marketing, that's yep. your brand. You know, the way my parents survived, not only survived, you know, I think about it now. So when, first when my dad came in and told us he's going to open a jewelry store in St. Thomas, we all, we all knew that he was losing his mind. But we thought he was completely crazy. Like, he had lost his mind. He's crazy, Dad. You have no idea what you're talking about. Why would you open a jewelry store when all of these are jewelry stores on the same street? Like on the Like, the, the competition same is crazy. What are you thinking, right? Um, and today, we don't have one, not two, but three jewelry stores. They are on online businesses. They're on Amazon, on eBay, on Etsy. They have wow. a full e-commerce website. So it always comes down to saying, well, how did they not just survive, but thrive in a competitive mm-hmm. environment? And here's the thing, their website is great. It's e-commerce, it, may, it does its job. My parents' business is called Golden Star. It sounds like a Chinese restaurant's name.
0: <laughs> it does, you're right.
1: Let's face it. And yet they're selling diamonds and very high-end jewelry pieces on there and people are spending you know, tens of thousands of dollars and they're
2: wow.
1: a golden star. Wow. So it all comes down to you saying, well, how are they making that money? How are they going down? And you know what? When I look at my father make a sale, when I look at my brother make a sale, uh, when I look at my family do this, it has always come down to relationships and business. It yep. doesn't go into the whole hooplas of let's spend $5,000 on this or 5000 Are those things great? Sure. As long as they give you the ROI.
2: Right.
1: But if you already have people who love you, if you already have people um, that you have shown genuine interest in and in your marketing is already working, your connection, you're going to keep getting new patients coming in. Yep. Uh, and look, Just look at any marketing. So th- that's my number one tip is I want you to realistically make a list. And I guarantee you this to all the viewers and listeners that if you were to take it your marketing list um, and you were trying to see what's bringing you direct ROI and what's not, you will be able to reduce your marketing budget by 20%. That's an average
2: wow.
1: of clients that work with me immediately see a decrease in 20% expense while increasing their production. Because we go back to that connection piece, we go back to, into making sure that people understand that they are the top priority for us.
0: Can I ask, what do you find is the fastest and most uh, effective way to make that connection? Because I think one of the challenges a lot of people have is they think, well, I'm just here doing good work. Like, shouldn't my good work be enough? Why do I have to actually go and make those con- My connection is the good work, but I don't find that to be true. What do you find is the best way to make that connection?
1: It's actually very different. So I have created a formula around this. Um, oh, cool. and, Yeah. And the formula actually has three different things put together. Um, there's a formula. It's going to sound a little crazy, but it works. I like crazy. Is,
0: we like crazy here. Come the on. The
1: formula is superpower plus common ground plus authenticity. So hear me out. We're, we're going to break this down, okay? okay? When I say, Dina, what is your superpower? What are you going to tell me?
0: My superpower, very simply, is connecting people and making things very easy to understand,
1: Okay. Now, if that's your superpower, would you tell me that that's what others will say about you too? If I were to go online and Google Dino Watt right now, Mm -hmm. and your reviews pop up, will they be saying the same thing?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Right. So this is where the superpower comes down. Your superpower is the superpower, like I mentioned, what others are saying about you. So -hmm. when somebody says, what's your superpower, I look it up and I say, what are they saying about Manal? That's my superpower. So right. if you're going to figure out how do you find, find that connection, the first thing has to start with your superpower. Many people have the superpower, let's say in our dental industry, of being the gentle dentist or being mm-hmm. the kind dentist or being a humorous dentist or uh, being a team that is always caring, right? You walk in and it's like cheers where everybody knows your name. Right. That's your superpower. Your superpower is what people are saying about you and you already have it. So this is where you don't have to work hard. We just have to figure out what it is and the way you're going to do that is you're simply going to see what others are saying about you, what your team is saying about you, what your patients are saying about you, what your consumers and customers are saying about you. That's the first one. Now the second one, and this is going to be uh, a rebellious way of looking at it. Nice. People in the marketing world, people in the business world always talk about what makes you unique, what makes you different. I don't agree with that. I don't think that any of us are that unique or different, and I don't think that's a way to success. The way to success is finding the common ground, okay? If your consumer and if your patient is looking for a dental practice, most of the listeners are dentists or healthcare providers? Yeah,
0: healthcare providers, yeah.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so if your patients are looking for a healthcare provider that actually takes the time to go over their treatment plan, then that's what you need to provide. You don't need to be any different. There is no point of you to be different. Right. You're actually going to push your ideal patient away because you're not right. looking at them and matching their common ground. My dad does, does this really well. You know, he will have somebody walk into the to his business in St. Thomas and um, they'll actually come on in and they, they, he doesn't just directly take out a piece of jewelry and push it on their face and say, buy this piece of jewelry. No. He's like, hey. So, what do you do? Where are you from? How are you know? How are things going? Oh, you are you're from Washington State. You know, I have my daughter. She lives in Washington State too. You wouldn't believe it. Where do you live in Washington State? Oh, she's in Walla Walla. She loves all the wine. Have you ever been to the wineries? Oh, yes. You know, my other family is here. I have a niece. Uh, not, not a niece. I have a granddaughter. She's three years old. And they'll say, oh, I have a you know, I have grandchildren too. Oh, she has me around her fingers. You know, my granddaughter was born in March. This is her birthstone. Oh, she loves it. She lights up when I show her this birthstone. Oh, you know what? I have a granddaughter too and she would love that birthstone. Would you like me to show you some pieces?
0: Right. Building on that common ground, that connection that building relationship.
1: on that common ground. Don't worry about what makes you different. Don't worry about what's your unique selling factor. Because your ideal customer is not looking for your unique selling factor. Yep. somebody Who can you can find common ground on, especially in the world we live today? Yep. So When, you know, I hear so many lectures about this unique factor, are they great? Sure. I live in a world of, as Mark LeBlanc says, two or more correct answers. I appreciate that. But in my formula, where I have seen a major success, find the common ground. What are they looking for? Give it to them. That's the way you're going to connect with them. So the first thing is superpower, and you're going to figure out what your superpower is. So let's go with an example of, we talked about a humorous healthcare provider, okay? Because, you know, humor is always fun. So let's say you're a humorous healthcare provider. Now, if your superpower is being humorous, then it means that you're also going to find people who find you funny, I hope. I hope. Um, I hope that you are actually funny and they're finding you funny, right? But let's say you find that common ground with them and you have a way of making things easy and fun for your patients to understand. Now, if you're going to do that, that's your superpower and you combine it with common ground. So if you know that you have patients coming in with high anxiety, how is your humor going to help them get more conscious, you know, how is it going to help them get more relaxed? How is that anxiety going to go away? And if you focus on that common ground and say, you know what, there are somebody who actually loves to watch Seinfeld. Can we have that here? Or can I make impressions of Seinfeld? I do, am I somebody who can do a voiceover, right? Find that common ground. That's the second one. And the third part of the formula is integrity. I mentioned this as a powerful part of the formula because When people think of marketing, they think of promotions and Mm -hmm. sales talk. And, uh, you know, we need to have a script. What is our script? What is our script? Here's the reality check. People are smart. That's right. (laughs) When you act like a robot, they know that you're acting like a robot.
0: And it drives you crazy when you're on the other end of the phone.
1: And you already lose the trust. You know, when I go ahead and I talk about integrity, and integrity is just saying, hey, Mrs. Smith, I completely understand your frustration right now. This was a fault at our end. And you know what, we are going to fix it. This is how we are going to fix it for you. What people want is to make sure that they are listened, they are heard, they're appreciated, and that you care about them. And yep. that comes out of integrity. Are there ways that you can react differently? Absolutely. Are there you know, things that you can educate yourself on saying, if I am in this situation, how will I react? Absolutely. But that does not mean having a script. When I get on a phone and if I wanna to talk to a human, I wanna to talk to a human. I don't want a human who's talking a script. Right. And How many times do we have said, give me, put me to your manager, put me to your manager, put me to your manager, because you are done being on that you know, merry-go-round over and over again, having that conversation. So if you're trying to find how to connect with your patients, this is my formula. And like I said, it's superpower. Plus common ground, and again, superpower is what people are saying about you, ask them figure that out. Common ground is not what makes you different, but what is it that your actual patients, your consumers are looking for and how are you providing that for them? And then being the integrity part, because people are smart and they're going to listen to you and they're going to trust you. And if they already trust you, they will buy from you. so, that's so a I,
0: have. I love it. I love that formula. I think it's so great. I have a couple of questions I wrote down here as you were talking that I wanted to review sure. was number one is uh, the common ground. I'm a huge uh, advocate of knowing who your client is and going after that person. Cause if you're, you know, trying to be one thing to everybody, you're going to be nothing to anybody, right? That was a terrible way to say that, but the way that is true, right? You just don't, you got to know who you're talking to. It makes it a lot easier to find that common ground too, by the way, because then it goes into, in my opinion, it goes into that integrity part of it. I can't be something that I'm not. If I'm the funny doctor and I want to have people coming in that I can soothe and make feel better and bring down that anxiety, that's on me. And I have to stay that way. But if somebody comes in and they're like, hey, can you be this type of doctor or this way and that's not me, then the integrity part that's comes hard. in to be able to say, nope, that's not me. Sorry. There are other guys and, that can and, do that, that's
1: though. A, that's the issue that I have too, because we have a lot of um, companies out there who are like, "Well, the trend right now is this is what you must do." There is no such thing that you must do, right? Uh, you know, so if you are already not like, I have seen a lot of people try to force, um, and you know, I love live videos. That's my thing, right? I do. I have a show called Real Talk with Menal. I do live videos, but if you are uncomfortable with live videos and you have tried it you know, always try things, don't just push them out. But if you've tried it, and you're still uncomfortable, you don't enjoy it. It's okay. It's okay. Other things you can do. So, um, you know, that integrity card is so important, because it you are just so much more yourself. And you're more relaxed. And you're more open um, to actually exploring what how can you take your own superpower and Mm -hmm. even level it up. So yeah,
0: no, I think that's absolutely true. And um, I had to stop when you were talking about the scripts thing, because I am right there with you. It drives me crazy when people ask, would you have a script for this? Do you have a script for that? You know, I've never once enjoyed a movie or a play that I went to when the actor had the script in front of them and was doing his lines from the script. Like, we don't do that. What Scripting to me, and I know this is controversial, but scripting to me, people who want scripts, I should say, and want to use scripts, it's a very lazy way to train people and it helps you and everybody else avoid role playing and practicing. The number one way to get better is not through having a better script. It's through role playing and role playing many different scenarios of what's gonna happen. The mom that's angry, the mom that's happy, the way you messed up, showing your, you know, what integrity you have around that and what you're gonna say. I, I agree, the scripts are just there to and me. I love
1: that you talk about role playing because you have to be oh, in that gosh. situation. And you have to be able to say, well, this is what happened. How am I going to react? That's why I said that you want to learn how to react properly.
2: That's right. So that
1: you are not just confused and kind of saying, oh, what do I do now? But that's a whole different thing than a script. Yes. You know, it's it's very different. I totally agree.
0: uh, The higher the emotions. (laughs) So I say this all the time. The higher the emotions, the lower the IQ. So when you're, if you haven't rehearsed something and rehearsed it in a tense situation, let's just say it's angry mom you messed up on the billing or something and are taking too long to do whatever you're going to get emotional too. So you're not going to get smarter when that happens, you're going to become even more dumb and you're going to make dumb mistakes. So a script, how's that going to help you? You think they're going to, like calm down when you go well, well just a moment you're not going with the script let me you were supposed to say this or I, it's not your time for me to say this right now we've all been in that situation too by the way where we've been on the receiving end of a customer service person on the phone who we've had Get a me frustration the manager. With, Get me the right, manager. and they go back to the script <laughs> and they're like telling and I, say, I don't want to hear that script I, I have been in situations before where no joke uh, matter of fact we were in uh uh not the bahamas we were in uh dominican republic and there was a big problem with the smell of the room we were in. It smelled disgusting. And anyways, they were just giving us to run around. And they kept going back to the customer service script. And finally, my wife was on the phone. She's like, you know what? I get it. You went to some training about how you're supposed to deal with this stuff. But you are not solving my concern. And this is really pissing me off more than it is making me resolved. And, you know, people get it. Like you said, they get it. They're smart. So treat them like they're smart. So." Anyways, yeah, that's absolutely.
1: a rant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, when, like I said, when it comes up to connection, if you were to focus, that's a formula that I always use. I love it, um, and uh, it's it's well, it's yielded good results. I'm still in business and very good. Yeah, with you, right. So it's good. working.
0: It's working. That's there's proof in the pudding there. Okay, so tell me then. Um, obviously, that's where I think a lot of people mm-hmm. falter is not knowing number one their formula, not knowing who their ideal client is, not understanding who they are, there, and, and letting other people tell them who they are okay, I just brought up something that I'm going to have to say. Okay, you're in this world. I, I, like, I don't deal a lot with marketing and stuff. I get it. But what I see, I find it interesting. How much does it drive you crazy when you see a marketing or a brand manager come in and create the persona of this business that makes no sense to what they're doing? I'm just going to give you an example. Um, I drive from LA or Arizona often to Salt Lake City. On my way to Salt Lake City, there is a uh, children's pediatric orthodontist or or dentist who's right off the freeway. It's like a little strip mall, and you can see it. And I go by every time I see it. Now, this is Salt Lake City, Utah. It's it's actually out in the barren part of Salt Lake, uh, of Utah. The logo is a dolphin. And the, I can't remember what the, the name of the thing is, but it makes zero sense. I'm like, why? Like the guy's name isn't Dolphin Orthodontics. It's not, it's some dude's name. And I'm like, you know what happened is some brand manager, or some marketing manager came in and said, you know what kids like? It's like dolphins. Let's make a dolphin your logo. And people will say, hey, mommy, look at the cute dolphin. And mommy will go, oh, it's a pediatric dentist. Okay, I'll go there. That's exactly what the conversation was. It drives me kids. So my question for you is, when you see that, how do you help people like open their eyes to the inauthentic way that they're trying to market themselves?
1: Uh, you know, again, I go back to what you and I were saying where, yeah, you, instead of you focusing on the dolphin logo, you will definitely have to focus on who that ideal avatar is, yes. right? And if you're going to focus on that ideal avatar, here's the cool thing. Once you have that avatar, um, and I go, I deep dive into my book about this avatar thing, If you can go back into this avatar, you will then know what they're actually looking for. And here's the thing you know, I, like I said, I believe in finding common ground. So if you're in Arizona having a dolphin logo, immediately my formula is going to say, What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop trying to be different. Stop trying to be different, right? That's what my formula is going to yell out at you because that's not what I think you should be looking at at all. Right. Um. And in that own way, you know, yes, is it is it's, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of those, here's a $69 special. Here's a group on right. you know, like something that grabs attention. I get it. Something that grabs attention is good. I understand that. I right, you're trying to, it,
0: yeah, just trying to interrupt that out, that beta state, right?
1: I appreciate that. But the question is, what about the conversion? Right. And what about the, hey, so this is the way we are going to take a look at this logo and say, here's a dolphin in Arizona. Well, I wish there was a dolphin in Arizona, but there isn't. So like, <laughs> I'm already kind of judging that mindset that this is. Totally. So again, you know, it's, it comes out as a cheap tactic. Yeah. It comes out as a not well thought out uh, way of strategy. Um, when it comes down to marketing and branding, because a well thought of strategy would be going in and saying, well, what is the next step? So yes, we caught their attention. Now what? Right. Right. So there is a process that has to happen here. There has to be an entire journey from somebody finding you, looking at you, making the decision to come to you. Like where does that journey go? And if your journey makes sense and your strategy and your branding goes along with that journey, then go for it. If it doesn't, then don't go for it.
0: Well, and doesn't it also allow, it answers so many questions for you. Once you know who your ideal client is and who you're trying to connect with, it answers the questions for who should you sponsor? Where should you market? Where should you put your dollars? Like if your ideal client is not a seven-year-old, then why are you sponsoring the little junior league baseball teams? For every year, and for you know, that's of something
1: that comes out a lot to me too because I will get specialists. You know, pediatric uh, is something that I love working with because that's my start, pediatric. Sure. Orthodontics. And I would always get uh, pediatric practices calling me and say, and I'll say, Who's your ideal client? And they'll be like, Kids. And I'm like, yes but you see they're they're inside your practice after their mother and their father right. decided to bring them to your practice yep. right so yeah go crazy inside your practice let's make it super child friendly let's make it you know have games and all this fun stuff because they're going to love being inside but we have to get them inside first yep, yep. So we have to think about this from like you said who are, who is it that you're really trying to attract Yep. Um, and who is it that you're really trying to get in front of to say, yeah, this, these, you know, this business is the right business for us yeah. um, in that same way. So you have to, you always have to go back at it. And, you know, I, I, I joke about this all the time because in one-on-one marketing, you were taught, know your audience, but how many people know their audience?
0: Not a lot, not a lot. They and- look for the people. Well, do they have money? Are they in pain? There's a that, that's who I want to be. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time.
1: And you know, so that's one of the cringe points that I have too, where I say, let's not look at that, because we want to look at the quality game. And we want to look at the game of saying, Hey, if I were to do this correctly, and like you said, if you have your ideal avatar, and I talk about this in the book and you name this person, because I'm all about naming the avatar, because yep, it becomes too. real. Me too. Right? Like you and I Make have the, the same kind of thought process. Make yes. the character. Now here's a um here's where I'm heading with this. So towards the end of the book, um, I talk about this in my last chapter and I think it's going to happen because the question was asked, what do you think is going to happen in 2025 in my book? But um, I'm going to say 2020 because of the current crisis we are in. We are, if this comes out later, we are in the COVID crisis right now. Yeah, We are actually moving from just having a avatar for our consumer. We are actually moving towards having an avatar for our business. So for example, right now, how your business is reacting to COVID, how they're showing up is being judged by everybody who's watching you. Is so being judged true. by consumers, is being judged by customers, is being judged by the general public. Not just you, but how your business is showing up. Why do you think you're getting 20 emails a day from every single place that you've ever given their email address to yeah. say how are they reacting to COVID? Yeah. What, is, what are they doing? How are they helping? What is it that they're doing? Because all of us are watching. So your business, by end of 2020, your business is going to have a personality. Your business is going to be judged based on personality and the brand, which is what are people saying about your business. So we are actually looking at a way where I am actually shifting my, my strategies myself, where I am adding. So yeah, we, have, we always need to have the, you know, the customer avatar. That's the sure. number one thing. But I am actually now going through a journey and a process in my formula where I'm going to add your business avatar. What do you want your business to look like? And how are you making sure that it looks like that? How are you making sure that it stays up with the formula that I just gave you for connection? How are we going to translate that into your business avatar? And I thought about this when I was writing my book and I said, we are not going to reach there till 2025. I now take that back. And I said, we are going to reach there by end of this year because COVID,
2: yeah, um, it's forcing everyone's
1: it. judging me, everyone's judging you, everybody's judging how we are showing up right now. And that means our business is showing up right now. So it's going to be interesting to see this.
0: I think it's a really brilliant thing to think about to, to focus on. Um, Obviously, I'm big into culture and I, I care about building the culture in a real authentic way in a real tangible way. And that's the conversation I've been having is, you guys, if you're not leaning on your culture and your core values right now, then why were you doing that? Why were you talking about them before if they're not actually who you are? But I love this idea of looking at your business as a character or the that avatar, that ideal client. Because um, when you, as you were saying that, I'm running through my head different brands, right? Walmart is a character. Like we all know what we're going. When we're going to Walmart, Di- uh, Disney, McDonald's. These are all characters that we're looking to and to see how are they reacting to this. And the email thing is fascinating because as you were saying that, I thought yeah, they're all clamoring to raise their hand to say, we're still here. We're still here. Me too, me too, me too. And you don't want to be a me too business. You want to be a, this is who we are business. Let everybody else follow the way.
1: You know, like when you look at Bill Gates, when you look at Bill Gates and you look at what he's doing, right. When you look at uh, Mark Cuban and see what he's doing, right. These are the, these are the people who are bringing this forward. Like even when you look at Facebook, what Facebook's doing, right. They are donating and matching COVID responses. Now, when you look at these businesses and you start them, you do have, your business has a personality. Mm-hmm. We just have never talked about it out loud. you yeah. are always just focused on our avatars as customers. And that's where, you know, I go into the book and talk about, no, this is not just us. This is not just the business owner and the team members. Your business has a personality. right? And if we can make that into a character, if we can make that into an avatar, how amazing would it be that not only are we focusing on getting the right people inside the door, but as soon as they come inside the door now, they're going to stay with us Yeah, because our character matches, our character has the common ground with them. So it, it's been a lot of interesting um, ways of looking at the future and how are we going to be prepared for this? Um, you know, so I've been experimenting with a few things, which I'm so glad that you and I can chat about because usually when I, when I have other people, they may not always, See yeah, it,
0: no, you know? I love this stuff, and I know that people listening to this uh, have got a, a, a an awakening in their brain of like, oh no, how am I showing up? And they're they're all across the spectrum, right? They're the ones who just like shut the doors. Well, mm-hmm. my dad actually reached out to me about two weeks ago, and I've told this story before about how he, you know, he's seventy three years old. He has uh, he's a cancer survivor. He's got neuropathy of the feet. Well he's got all these doctor's appointments that of course canceled. He's in California canceled. And he had one that was to his dentist and his dentist just called him and said, Hey, Mr. Watt, we were going to have you in, but obviously we have to close things down. And he said, okay, can we reschedule? And they said, Oh no, 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 We'll just call or just call us back when this is all over. It didn't even say we'll call you he said, call, uh, call us back when this is all over. And he went, you don't even want to have me on your schedule. Like you don't even want me to hope and have a desire to come and see you. And I'm 73 years so old. I'm probably going to forget to call you back. And the point is, is that now his idea of the character of that business is completely shifted. And completely I'd be surprised shifted. if he goes back. Absolutely. So good stuff to think about. That's really good. I wanted to touch on one more thing before we get to our questions, because uh, I know we're no running out of time. Uh, I really liked the idea of talking about your reputation more than your chatter that you get. Cause yes. there's a lot of people who focus so much and I get it at some level. Like if I wish they had a charge for people to put up a, um, a review on Google <laughs> or any of those, <laughs> because it would make people think twice about how important that thing is. Um, I, I really think people don't understand the importance of, their, I call it their expert reputation, their expertise, being the guy. I just sent out, I do these daily doses of Dino and I just recorded one yesterday about how, man, be the person that's the connector in your, in your uh, city, not just the guy who is another orthodontist or another dentist or another chiropractor. Be the connector, be the person that all the top people know you're the person who puts those people together that creates a reputation that creates your connection that creates an expertise around it. Most people are worried about, did I get good reviews? Did I get I a, a good testimonial?
1: I know. You know, and it's, it's, and I guess cause you are talking about because it's a chapter in my book Yeah, you know, reputation versus chatter. Yes. You know, and I, it was so interesting because when I thought about that chapter and I, and I took the pen down, I was feeling the same thing you're feeling. Mm. There is such a difference and a lag of chatter and people again, you know, Called why your marketing is killing your business because when people think of marketing, they're thinking of I need X, you know, I need 300 reviews and yes. I a thousand blah 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 blah. And I get it, I get it, listen, I understand yep. that, me right? too,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but sometimes that is chatter. Now, you could have 300 great reviews, mm-hmm. fantastic, I love it. Um, but if you also have a consumer, a patient who is doing a video for you it's completely heartfelt. It's something that is, as soon as they come to your practice, they're talking about it, right? I have had videos done where they're crying because they, they couldn't believe the care they received. That's reputation. Yes. Because that's an emotional connection that you have with your patients. Now, remember, no matter how you look at marketing, your number one source of new consumers, new patients are your current. Yes. Okay, so when we forget about our current patients and we focus so much on our new patients, you're hurting yourself. Because if you focus on that reputation, which is your current patient, not chatter, which is just, how do I get somebody else in the door? How do I get somebody else in the door? You are actually not working at your number one source, your number one referral source um, of your business, which are your current patients and your current consumers. You know, I started this talk with saying, how did my family not only, you know, survive, but thrive. It's not because, you know, they were competing, every single person who walks on that street, they are competing to have them come to that store. Their strategy was never that. Their strategy was always, if Mrs. Smith came to my store, she's going to buy and she's going to send me all her family and friends. That was the strategy. The strategy was never just about, hey, let me get in front of everybody else. Yes, you can still get in front of everybody else. I have no problem with that. That's like level three or four. Level one is how do I make sure that if Mrs. Smith chooses me, she's going to love me. She's going to love the business and she's going to keep sending me more and more people because Mrs. Smith is the way you're going to succeed and that's your reputation. The chatter is everything else that's going to, yes, add to the noise and get you in front of people, but what happens next?
0: Totally. she okay. Mrs. Smith is the pebble that you want in your pond to ripple effect, ripple out to all the other people. It's so true. I love it. Yeah. So true. Oh, wow. I
1: love it. We
0: can talk all day, Dino. You know? We totally could talk all day. I know. I love this stuff. I do. I really enjoy it. It's funny because I'm not a marketer, like I don't, but I really enjoy it. I'm lucky enough to be in a uh, a large mastermind called the Genius Network with Joe Polish um, that is tons of marketers, right? And Joe Polish is a, is an amazing marketer. I just really like the I, the psychology of it. It makes sense, and it always fascinates me. For people who um, kind of mess it up and and don't really think about it the way that it should be thought about, don't really focus on it the way it should be focused on. And having somebody like you who sees it, and because listen, I've I've talked to a lot of marketers and. At, at events, whether it be ortho, dental, whatever, you're gonna have a ton of boosts out there with different people, oh, we'll market this, we're doing this market, reputation marketing, this type of marketing. And I gotta tell you, nine times out of 10, I talk to somebody, I'm like, yeah. You, know, it's,
1: you have to also take a look at it because my husband's a physician. Um, you know, he's actually on the, on the front lines right now, but I know wow. we have a lot of healthcare providers who are talking, who are with us here. Um, when you look at your marketing, you know, and I don't, and he, I, this is a full disclaimer. I don't sell websites. I don't sell SEO. I, I'm a flat out marketing strategist. So, nice. this is coming from a place of there is no sales happening here. I'm not selling you. I'm not, right. you're not going to get a call from me saying, give me $10,000 for a website. That's not what I do. Right. Um, you know, my job is to literally reduce your marketing budget, increase your production. That's what I do. But, you know, when you look at this, and if it's getting confusing, if it's getting overwhelming, the way I kind of tell people, and this is a very simple concept. And this is why I think it kind of works is if you are getting those phone calls, if you are at those booths at all these meetings and people are trying to sell you, step back. Um, and if you do have the book, there's actually five steps that I mentioned in there, but here's just a simple thing. Just step back and ask yourself and say, if I am going to look at it, not from a business point of view, not from a marketing point of view, but from a human point of view. I'm going to look at this from a human point of view and say, if I were to buy this service and what they're offering, will I, as a human, as a person, how am I going to react to it? And give yourself the time to get that reaction and then say, do I need this? Do I want this? Do I want people to feel this way? And if the answer is no, then the answer is no. Um, And, you know, that's a simple test. Uh, Just kind of get yourself out of the business. Just... Allow the sales talk to take a back seat and just think of it and say, if I'm a you know, the patient coming in or if I am a consumer coming in, what is my human reaction to this?
0: Yeah. I want to get it. am I excited about this? Does this drive me? This is is it something that, you know, it's kind of that thing is I, I used to say to husbands, said are you the husband that you would want to be married to? Right. Or are you the business that you'd want to do business with? Are you the boss? Are you the leader who you'd want to be led by? And if not, then it's a no. And you, the cool thing is you can change it and you can shift yeah. it. And by going through things, uh, to the steps and the ideas inside your book is one very simple, fast way to make it happen. And I highly recommend everybody run out and get the book. It's on Amazon right now. You can get it both on Kindle. And on, um, uh, you did audio, right? You got the audio. I did there.
1: audio, but you know, audio takes 30 days for them to, uh, for them to approve. So audio actually will be out hopefully oh. today.
0: <laughs> so, so, okay. So good. Yeah. That's awesome. Window, yeah.
1: paperback, Audible should all be out. Yes.
0: Audio is crazy, right? When I did my book on audio, it was funny. I, used, I joke around. It's not true, but I joke around the fact that I swear it took me longer to do the audio than it did the actual writing of the book. Same
1: absolutely and you know it, it, it's bad because i actually i'm not a fan of my voice so right
0: oh yeah right especially Me too.
1: right especially i'm you a know, fan like of I, your I, voice i'm not a fan of my voice yeah <laughs> i'm a fan of your voice and not mine because we always do this especially yes. in the speaker world we hate looking at our speeches like yep. i can't look at it without criticizing myself right so totally. i just don't watch them again but we have that uh yeah so no the audiobook but you know i also understood that if i'm talking about connection um, well, how weird would it be if somebody else read that book, which is written by me, and I'm talking yes. about connection? So yeah. I have to stay true to my message. And
0: uh, I love know. it. I, I love it when authors uh, read their own books. It's 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 great. And there are in times
1: in it, you know. I start laughing at one point, and I oh, get so yeah. serious at the other point because I know the content. So.
0: I had somebody reach out to me and be like, uh, because when I read, when I did my book, I wanted it to sound like I was in the. uh, my whole idea in my head was I'm in a car in the passenger seat with someone driving and I'm, I'm reading my book to them to keep them awake. And Ah. so that was my whole thought. And I've had people reach out and be like, it sounds like you're talking to me. Like, it sounds like we're having a conversation. Like, good. That's exactly what I was hoping for. So. Well, but like you said, we could speak all day long about this stuff. I want people to go get your book. It's on Amazon. Go reach out. Get it right now. Um, You know, Amazon is struggling for business right now. So it'd be good if you all would. I'm just kidding Uh, because they're not struggling. But you can go to Amazon and get her book as well. We're going to talk about other ways to connect with her as well. But right now we are at this uh, section of our show where we go through our six rapid fire questions. Are you ready to play? Let's do this. All right, what's the most expensive thing that you believe practice owners are missing in their practice?
1: Most, exp- so they are, they are spending way too much money on it?
0: Yeah, either they're not spending any money on it and they're missing it, or, and it could be bringing them more money, or they're spending way too much money on it and it's a waste of money.
1: Well, you know, a waste of money is, I'm going to say, uh, spending a lot more on websites. Here's my, here's my answer to this. Because i get this question a lot how much should i spend on a website again i don't sell websites so that's what right. it is so here's my honest opinion your website should be as good or better than your competition
0: as good or better than your competition that's a good simple.
1: it's yeah. a simple answer yeah. um so it should be that so that's where i think people hit or miss a lot because i will see some people who have a website which is uh, looks like the competitor's website exactly the same layout because they never Got this, you know, custom website, it's the same template. So that's an issue. And then I'll see some website where they have all the hooplas in the world, uh, but their clientele or their ideal audiences are seniors who really don't care about it. So uh, yeah, as good as your competition, um, I would say is your budget line. And then clearly your content has to match your ideal avatar.
0: So true. All right. Well, what's a book that you believe every private practice owner should be reading?
1: Okay. So this is my sales talk. While your marketing is killing your business. Yes. Number one bestseller in five countries. Please don't buy (laughs) it.
0: It's so funny. When mine became a bestseller in Germany, I was like, it's not in German. (laughs) Just thinking, but I'm glad I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm glad. glad. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, definitely go read everybody. First of all, the great thing, I'm going to give one more endorsement about it. It's not a super like hard read. She made it very simple, actionable for you to jump into it. You could read this and easily a weekend, or a weekday, or a half a day. Like three really, hours.
1: it takes three hours to read the entire book.
0: Three um, hours, we, come on.
1: We have done. We have done all the experimentation on this. It takes three hours because we wanted to make sure that it's a book that people can just read on a flight. It's uh-huh. a book that people can implement. And then right now here's a freebie because there is a lot of exercises in it. Uh-huh. So I've had people do exercises and print things. As I have graphs and different. Yes. Things yep.
0: I've seen it. Yep. Uh,
1: well, we are actually, if you do have the book, if you bought the book, or if you're going to buy the book, just shoot uh, an email. I'm sure you're going to have my information. They're info. Yep. At but if you shoot us an email, we'll actually give you the actual copy. So you can have multiple copies of the exercises itself. Nice. worksheet, So you can do that with their team. Because we had a lot of people right now saying, what do I do with my team?
0: Well, I just had How an idea too. <laughs>
1: then- I just
0: had an idea right now too. Like there's a lot of parents at home with their kids right now doing school from home. Here's a, here's a curriculum for an entire week to sit down with your kids once, one, one uh, hour a day, go through it, have them be your little marketing buddies, have them do the exercises, and they're going to learn something that will help them either now for you and your business that gave you ideas or with, for themselves in the future. So they're learning something for their future. That's actual Thank real you, school. Man, That's actually real that. school. I like Thank that you. a lot. So in my book, The Practice Rx, I focus a lot on team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. What do you see? is the biggest challenge private practice owners are facing with their teams and their office culture right now.
1: First of all, do you know, I love your books.
0: Oh, thank I read you. Them,
1: I read them, I talk about them. I love the quotes. Oh, you are so very sweet. good at what you do. Uh, clearly we are on the same synergy yes. here. So I really appreciate the work you're sharing. And I am with you when you say, what is the biggest problem is um, there is a lack of communication and there is a lack of understanding. There's a lack of seeing your team as a whole, Um, right? You're seeing, uh, and that's an issue because when you don't look at it as a whole, like a strategy, that's an issue. Um, And that's where I think you are so brilliant at teaching that and talking about that team culture because yes, at the end of the day, people need to like your team. You need to be able to, not even people like you need to like your team.
0: You need to like your team. You need
1: to like your team. Like if if you're not even happy with your team, if you cannot connect with your team, how do you expect others to connect with them?
0: How terrible would that be? Like living in a world where you just don't like being like with you the hate going to work. A, I know.
1: Like that's not okay.
0: So. People wonder why they get burnout and stress and frustration. It's like, well, because you go to some place where, you, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I could not live in that world at all. All right, so we mentioned earlier just a moment ago. Uh, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Sure.
1: I mean, my website is minalsampad.com, which is M-I-N-A-L-S-A-M-P-A-T.com. You can shoot an email info at com. But really, if you want to get in touch with me, like directly with me, Facebook, uh, Manal Sampad, I have a photo on there. You will see. Oh my
0: goodness. You have to tell people. Okay. I'll tell people. (laughs) You have to join her for uh, Mocktails with Manal. That's so fun. And you do them like every week, right?
1: Yeah. So I have a Facebook group. I think we, I don't know, we have like 16 or 2000 people members in the group and it's called marketing and mocktails with Manal. Yes. Um, And in the group, yeah, we do a live show every day, every week. And uh, we do a lot of interactions and questions and Q and A's. It's just, it's super fun. I I love it. The the members are amazing. They're all different healthcare providers and I'm very lucky to be able to share with
0: people. So yeah,
1: um, please feel free to share.
0: Well, we'll put that also on the show notes for sure. Manal, this is a hard question, but it's off the top of your head. What's the best advice you've ever received in life or in business?
1: In life, uh, when I was at Rutgers, when I was debating between going to dental school or going into business, I went to a career counselor and uh, she told me that, I don't know if you believe in faith, but if you already think you want to do something, you're born with the power to do so. Mm. So if you think you want to do something, you're already born with the power to do so. And I take that to heart because listen, I, I broke my, I, I launched my first company by breaking a business world record. You know, everything that I do with my business, I have these big ideas and I go into them saying, they're never gonna come to fruition. Like, what am I thinking? This is too ridiculous. This is too out there breaking a world record to launch a business. What are you doing Manal, right? And then they happen. So I think that knowing that I have the power to do it, knowing that, that I know that I could do this, allows me to actually make it happen. Um, yes. So anybody who's listening to this, that's the best advice I can give you is if you want to do something, you are, the, you are your only roadblock. That's, that's true. It. You're your I only roadblock. It. So wait, make your way through that.
0: <laughs> love it. What's the best resource or tool that every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice right now?
1: To be completely honest, seriously, talking to your patients. So when I say right now, because we are in our COVID crisis right now, Nice. How many of you have picked up the phone and actually called your patients and checked on them? Ah, how so many of you have, have actually not just sent an email? Don't become that uh, you know, part of the noise like we have talked about, right? Right. But how many of you actually picked up the phone and said, hey, Mrs. Smith, how are you doing? I know we were mid-treatment about this. What is actually going on with you? Yep. I just wanted to check in. How many of you have done that? So take the time out to show up for people.
0: Well, you have the time
1: you have the time
0: you, have <laughs> you the time. literally have the time right now
1: right and do what that. Is it? And
0: how memorable would that be just think about that put yourself in that position how memorable that would be of uh, you getting a phone call just say hey you know what i know that you know we can't see but we just wanted you to know like we're thinking about you and is there anything we can do to help uh, how are you feeling i had a doctor of mine i put this out there as an idea for him Is you know all these parents are home with their kids. Boy, you want to connect with your, your patients, send out to all your patients. You're going to be doing an online for four weeks, one hour uh, or maybe a half an hour a week science class, right? all about oral health care. And now the parents are like, oh my gosh, that's an hour I don't have to deal with. The kids get to see their dentist. You became more valuable. Like, I love that idea, Manal, just to, just to reach out, just right. say, hey.
1: I, I know, and I even had a few of my clients even figure out, because, you know, it, it broke my heart the other day. I went to grocery shop and I saw all these seniors who couldn't even walk, they were with walking sticks trying to get to their pharmacies. You know, they were standing in the pharmacy line and they're going shopping when they shouldn't be out right now, Um, you know, and we have grocery delivery systems. We actually have medication delivery systems but they just simply don't know how to do that. So be that solution. Be the solution that that they need right now, right? Call that up and you know, going with the oral care stuff. I have this happen, so this is kind of fun which we can talk about is if you wanna talk about oral care and you wanna do this uh, ahead, make a fun like brushing and flossing song. You know how we have the 20 mm-hmm. second we are doing the birthday song to wash our hands? Sure. Like, brushing and flossing is two minutes. Let's make like a fun rap or like a fun, awesome song about brushing and flossing. Put it out to all your patients, put it up on social and be like, share your most hilarious TikTok videos with the song or yep. your photos and you can win you know, a Kindle and a toilet paper roll, you know, make it fun. <laughs> yep. And now we are going to have them doing this. So just like you said, you know, we have to right now for the question, you answered a very long answer, but pretty much show up. Yeah, show up. Show up.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's brilliant. a brilliant, which is everything that you write about and you talk about. It, it makes it's a, no surprise that you gave some amazing nuggets today. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and for sharing your wisdom with everyone. It just I know that there are people who are writing notes and seeing what they can do to actually show up right now to be better in their marketing to understand what their superpower is and how they actually can tap into that how to connect with more people and be authentic with them. I think it's it's brilliant and it makes so much sense. Thank you for being our teacher today.
1: No, thank you for having me. This was absolute blast. I love chatting with you, Dino. And you're doing such an amazing job providing all these resources. So keep, keep doing you, man. You're awesome.
0: I got nothing else to do, so I might as well do it. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, everybody, thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the Propreneur Podcast. As you know, our goal is always to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. Make sure you have an amazing day. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at Dino at DinoWatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.